This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, August 24, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. Spending on school construction routinely gets left out of per-pupil spending figures, and no locality makes that fact more meaningful than Los Angeles, which has spent more than half a billion dollars on a single school project. Adam Schaefer, education policy analyst at the Cato Institute, is author of They Spend What? The Real Cost of Public Schools, available at Cato.org. There's a huge controversy in L.A. right now over a massively expensive and very large high school, the Robert F. Kennedy Community Schools Center. Um, The project has expanded in in, in scope and its cost, 500 and some million dollars now it's at, uh, at a time when obviously California's budgets are imploding and L.A. uh, as well at the state and local level. they're adding not only a huge facility that will be expensive to, to upkeep, but they're loading massive debt um, in the form of bond initiatives onto taxpayers in the future. So um, this has really caught the attention of, uh, I think, taxpayers across the country and, and, and really focused attention on something that most people don't understand, which is that um, all expenses in, uh, in, in public schools are not counted in per-pupil spending figures. Uh, they, they leave out these massive building projects uh, this $578 million project will not be counted um, in the official cost per student in L.A., which now tops out around uh, $30,000 uh, per student in 2008. They claim only 10000 They leave out more than capital costs, uh, obviously, but that's a big chunk of the problem in trying to find out what's being spent on education, really. How is it possible that you can get to a point where you're building a high school that costs more than $500 million to construct. A few million dollars at a time, I guess. Uh, it, th- this, is, this is a trend that's been going on for the last 20 or so years. Uh, when we, I looked at uh, the National Center for Edu- on Education Statistics uh, today, and uh, it, construction and facilities costs have been increasing at a much higher rate than uh, instruction and other costs in schools. Uh, It's increased since uh, 1989, uh, 445% compared to 200% increase in instructional uh, expenditures. Meanwhile, the student population has increased 7%. So uh, there's something completely out of whack here. Uh, The construction issue is a major part of the problem, and spending increases in general in education are a huge part of the state and and local budget issues. Uh, 27 cents at every state and local dollar raised goes to K-12 education. So is it in some sense just this money's got to be spent because it's been appropriated? It's tough to tell exactly what's going on here. Um, Obviously, property values were increasing at a a rapid rate uh, in the last 10 years. Um, But even before these huge run-ups, we've seen increasing spending levels, um, uh, increasing the tax rate. In addition, I think, you know, the capital spending, a lot of it's financed through uh, bonds, through debt. So the full brunt of the cost is not upfront. It builds over time. The debt burden on the taxpayer builds over time the debt service that they need to pay. So, you know, in a lot of ways, maybe it's just like uh, deficit spending at the, the federal level. It's just easier to do. And so they can load that on. In addition, they don't count it in, in, in the public spending figures, right? I mean, they just put it off in this capital improvement plan. Don't look here. We're doing this. It's, it's an asset. Don't worry about it. And they just count operating costs that don't include this. Well, we can see here, this is a huge cost. It's a huge cost moving forward, too, in the debt burden and in, in the maintenance of these uh, facilities, which are, are quite expensive to maintain. And for any private enterprise that would engage in some sort of similar project, of course, that would be 
amortized and they would be counting that cost. Sure. Uh, they, uh, they, there's You get into a lot of uh, arguments with uh, the budget personnel. They say, well, you know, this isn't really day-to-day student uh, costs of educating a student. Okay, but it, it's part of the cost that you need to run the system from year to year, especially the debt service. I mean, the capital expenses can go um, you know, up and down from year to year depending on the projects going on. Um, they also say, hey, you know, we shouldn't count this. It's like uh, someone buying a home. You don't count uh, the cost of the money or the, the, the money that you borrowed um, in your expenditures for that year, $200,000. Um, but this is something that the school districts do every couple of years. They go back and issue some more bonds. It's like revolving debt. It's like a credit card that they're using. It's not like someone's home. And uh, so I really think people should be including this year in, year out. How much are you spending? They keep going back for the well. They keep adding this burden to the taxpayer. So count at very least depreciation and interest on Ex- the spending. Right? Exactly. You know, if you're not counting the, uh, the the bond revenue, count the full debt service, principal and interest. Um, I, I think for the taxpayer to have a real sense of what's going on, you count all the capital spending and just back out what what's paying down the principal. Count the interest plus the capital spending. And then you have a real sense of how much are we investing year in and year out in this system. And it's a tremendous amount more than most people think. Now, in the specific example of Los Angeles, you've recently done a report on what's counted and not counted in these public school system expenditures. What What's the specific example of L.A. tell us? Sure. L.A. was the worst of the worst. We did 18 districts. We found huge discrepancies in almost every single one. And in L.A., they said that they spent uh, budgeted $10,000 for 2008. Uh, we went and looked at their budget and uh, calculated it to be more like twenty-five thousand. Uh, bit of a discrepancy. Actually, went back and reanalyzed that and found some things we missed, and it's actually just shy of thirty thousand in two thousand eight. So they're not being straightforward. Uh, by any means, in, in terms of the, uh, uh, the the resources being devoted, um, you know, which is not a surprise. I mean, uh, anyone in LA has seen all the stories recently. They can't even keep track of who they're paying. I mean, they had uh, hundreds of people on the payroll that they didn't know about. I mean, millions of dollars are being lost in this system. Where else is this an issue? This capital spending not being included and therefore depressing what ought to be a larger number for student uh, education money. The problem of leaving capital spending out is is nationwide. It, it's standard practice in public school districts. And the, this trend toward increasing uh, expenditures outlandishly overbuilt schools is, is seems to be a nationwide phenomenon as well. As I mentioned, it's it, capital expenditures have increased 445% compared to 200% for instruction. So this more and more money is going into this. And uh, one of the states I'm most familiar with is Virginia. Northern Virginia and Arlington County, for instance, uh, th- they've rebuilt almost every school in the district. Uh, the last two high schools that they rebuilt uh, um, cost $100 million for about 1,400 students. The third one's costing $170 million. I don't know why it had to increase by $70 million. That's a ton of money. And it's actually, per student, nearly as expensive as this L.A. Taj Mahal. Um, th- this is a phenomenon you see all across the country. Uh, meanwhile, Fairfax County next door has nine planetariums that they maintain for their students. 
there's all kinds of bells and whistles. Every school now built needs an aquatic center. They're little mini Olympic villages with, uh, you know, professional grade sports fields and aquatic centers and this and that and the other. Well, an aquatic center is an extremely expensive thing to maintain. I mean, that is not just the upfront huge cost of building it. Uh, That's day in, day out, year in, year out uh, maintenance on something that's a a very complicated system. So uh, they're loading on... uh, uh, commitments, financial commitments across this country to the taxpayer that I don't think they're fully aware of um, being laid on them. Uh, Another example is in Cumberland. This happens in rural areas as well. Uh, Cumberland County in um, uh, Central Virginia, rural district, and uh, they they built a huge new school facilities with state-of-the-art fitness center and all the rest. Uh, Took on a lot of debt. They based their ability to pay on a project, a dump, that never went through, it was never approved, hasn't gone in. So now they're facing huge financial troubles and having to jack up their tax rates to be able to cover the debt that they put out on these uh, unnecessarily uh, bells and whistles. Uh, kids need a safe, well-lit, well-ventilated environment protected from, you know, uh, from, from uh, the rain and, and, and heat and, and cold. They need a good teacher in that classroom. They don't need aquatic centers. They don't need planetariums. They need books, a good teacher, and a safe environment. Uh, That's what we've gotten away from. Cato Institute education policy analyst Adam Schaefer is author of They Spend What? The Real Cost of Public Schools. You can download the paper at cato.org.